Good morning. This is Chad Jordan and Larry Jordan. We're here live and in person that's in the right. studio. And we got a great guest today, Chad. And that's right. Anybody that's listening, they need to tune in today, whether you're a real estate agent, a buyer, or a seller, or just have a house or looking for something. That and it would be a good call-in day, too. That is correct. So we are the Palmetto Real Estate Pros. You can go to palmettorealestatepros.com to check out all of our sponsors and get more information. You can check out our podcast there. So make sure you tune in today. If you can't make it, you can certainly listen online later. Um, so we do have a great guest today, Morris Lyles, president of the South Carolina Real Estate um, or Realtors Association, South, South Carolina. Carolina. Yeah, so... Um, one thing I wanted to mention before we get in uh, to our discussion with our guest is I want to kind of give a snapshot of the market real quick. Is that okay with you? That's okay with me. Okay, too. good, good. So we'll do that since we are a real estate show and everything. So I did want to mention, though, we had an interesting night, night last night, didn't we? Yes. So our church did a, a back-to-school bash. It was wonderful, except for the monsoon. I mean, and we were greeters out in the monsoon with uh, umbrellas and i think you went home soaking wet i was in a flood <laughs> you were in a flood i think you're you're lucky to be here and not be sick that's right <laughs> so that was good it was like serious storm the they had a guest uh, a magician come and uh, the power went out while he was uh, we were like wow this is a great trick yeah that's a magic <laughs> act <laughs> but he couldn't make it come on so he's he, he lost his value for me i don't know he just couldn't make it work but it was interesting to do a magic show in the dark <laughs> you know so people were holding their phones up in there but it was it was interesting so hopefully we've gotten past some of this rain and uh, we just heard a weather report from the amazing producer here brian so uh, hopefully we'll get past some of some of this uh, rain that we've had. But getting back to real estate, right? Because that's what we're about. So it's interesting because I have a I'm holding a stack of papers in my hands today, a real stack of papers from the real um, MLS, the um, our local branch here. So last year at this time in July, this is a, a month a lagging report. So, uh, but the the average days on market for a property was 46 days last year so wasn't that was bad wasn't bad um guess what it is this month or or july um this, you know, past, month. this past month 17 days so we see a trend i believe and then um year to date last year if you followed up to that time last year with 53 days on the market uh this year to date the average is 28 days on the market which is pretty incredible yeah, so, well, Chad, we've had a couple. We put the sign in the yard before we get back and get it listed. We've had calls to buy it. That's very, very common. And so the reason we bring these things up is so that you're informed. If you're looking to buy a house, don't be frustrated, you know, because you need to work with someone who is going to guide you through the process. Otherwise, you're going to get frustrated. And you might get frustrated anyway, but it's better to do it with someone who can help navigate that process and tell you what what the market is doing right now and kind of you know set the stage before you start that journey and there's some things you definitely want to do before you start that journey number one and when erica calls in uh it's getting your your financing set up because you do not want to enter this market and try to uh you know get in a bidding situation and you don't have your financing set up so you will definitely want to get that number one and there's a few others we'll talk about today. Too. That's right. And so one other thing real quick I wanted to mention is the median price, if I can find it. That's too many stacks of paper here. Okay, so 
the median price on a three-bedroom home is $183,000. That's up 13% from last year. So we can see what's happening. Now, a four-bedroom home, two seventy-five is the median price. So we can see the market is definitely changing. And, um, you know, maybe one of the things, Morris, you can even address with us a little bit here is, do we see a change coming? Is this kind of weird? Because I see both, I hear people saying, oh, it's going to change, it's got to change. And I hear others saying, well, maybe not necessarily. Yeah. You know, I wish I had a crystal ball. You know, I mean, <laughs> honestly, we all. <laughs> we all do. But I think, you know, what we're seeing is an extreme amount of demand. And you've got sort of the normal amount of properties coming on the market. And and so, you know, really where we are is a, a very strong seller's market. I mean, even the numbers you were quoting from last year, uh, would be what I would call a seller's market. Very good. Last year's numbers were good. Yeah, last year's numbers were strong. So, you know, I think that what we're going to see and what everybody is predicting is some increase in interest rates, uh, you know, and, and I think as that happens, we'll see maybe some softening of prices. Uh, but overall, we still have a strong market, and, and folks are wanting to buy real estate. So I think it's a good, a good time overall. Absolutely, and forgive me. We didn't even introduce you properly. Tell us who you are and what your role is in in the industry. Sure. So I uh, I am Morris Lyles. I, I work with ERA Wilder Realty, and uh, I am serving this year as the South Carolina Realtors President. Uh, so I started back in January, and I'll be going through uh, December thirty first, and uh, and so I'm I'm about halfway through my my journey this year, and it's been a good good year so far. Well, we appreciate people like you serving. I know that there are other things you could definitely be doing. Uh, you could be working, making more money, probably focusing on other things, but you've done this, and we really appreciate that. I, well, thank you. No, I appreciate the opportunity, and I'm very happy to serve because it's been a, a, good, uh, a good experience, and you learn a lot. So it's been a good, a good experience overall. You're, one of the, you're the only person that I could ask what it's like to be president. This is good. Uh, so the president is in our studio, folks. Yeah, yeah. And it, not the the president, but yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. It's uh, you know, it's been interesting. It is sort of a, a second full time job, and uh, you know, I think it's um, but I also was ready to do it. I stepped up and worked through different levels of leadership, and so it's been a fun, fun, you know journey that's that's awesome again thank you so much and one of the things we want to kind of touch on uh is the you know kind of letting folks know how how things are set up you know i guess you know when someone gets their license in south carolina they are a licensee and so we know we teach at the real estate school as well that frankie runs and so it's 90 hours of classroom instruction and then they take a test with the state if they pass the test, which, you know, definitely has to happen. We've seen some that haven't been able to do that. But most people, once they go through the 90 hours with a great instructor, they can pass the test. And they are licensed. And so one of the things, I mean, we got a break coming up, but we can talk about is when someone gets their license, that means they're a realtor, correct? No. <laughs> That's right. Not so. at all. Not at all. And, and you know, one of the things about the class is it teaches you how to how to do and navigate the laws and you know, but there's still a lot more that you need to learn to be a, a, a successful realtor. That's right. And so when we come back, what we want to talk about is to, to look at those differences a little bit, because when someone gets their license, they are a licensee. They're not a realtor. 
being a realtor, you're joining a group or an organization, an association. Um, and so not every agent is a realtor. I know a lot of folks when they say my realtor, that's probably a realtor, but it might not be. Right. Uh, it's kind of like a Kleenex or a tissue. Right. You know, uh, I think that's, you know, it's a trademark name and, and they may not be a realtor. They may not subscribe and, and join the, the association. That's right. So when you see all those ads on TV that the Realtor Association runs, they're trying to help us understand that not every person you may be dealing with is a Realtor. So Chad, we'll we're talk about that some getting more. Getting ready to go on break, but give them the phone number how they can call in today. That's right. 803-799-TALK. T-A-L-K. <laughs> I'm learning still. We're back. This is Chad Jordan with the Palmetto Real Estate Pros, Palmetto Real Estate Group of SC, our company. And so we are here with Morris Lyles, the president of the South Carolina Real Estate or Realtors. I'm going to get that correct. Mm -hmm. South Carolina Realtors. South Carolina Realtors. So this is kind of one of the things we were talking about when you join the Realtor Association. So like our firm is a member Mm -hmm. of the Realtor Association. And so if a realtor, the broker in charge, is not a member of the realtor association, then the licensees cannot be a member. That's correct. Your, your broker in charge is your principal member of, of the association, and then all of the licensees that are under that broker's license would, would have to become members also. Right. So it's interesting how this, this uh, works because um, our area – the MLS is not run by the Realtor Association. So you don't have to be a Realtor to be a member of the MLS, which is where the the database of properties and all the, uh, the stuff that gets uh, syndicated to the Zillow's and truly all the different sites. So we're a member of the uh, Columbia um, multiple listing service, and we are members of the Realtor Association. And so there's three levels to the association. Can you explain how that works a little bit? Yeah. So, you know, when you join Central Carolina Realtors, which we're all members of, uh, which is the Midlands Realtor Group, you also are joining the South Carolina Association of Realtors. That's what I'm president of. And then the National Association of Realtors. So they call it a three, a, a, a three part agreement or, or, or three. Uh, we always describe it as a three leg stool. Uh, but everybody sort of has a place in it, whereas, you know, your local association puts on classes, meetings, those kind of things. Your South Carolina association, we provide zip forms. I'm sure you all probably use zip forms. I know I do on a daily basis, um, zip forms and all of those things. So, uh, And then your national association really does a lot of lobbying, a lot of, um, you know, any sort of uh, issues that are coming down with real estate nationally. Uh, your state association lobbying-wise will do state laws. Uh, a couple of years ago, the legislature wanted to put a sales tax on real estate commissions. Well, we jumped into action and we said, you know, this is crazy. You're gonna if you're gonna do that, you got to put sales tax on attorney fees. You got to put sales tax on all the service industries. Well, we got it stopped pretty quick, thank goodness, uh, because it would end up just costing the consumer more at the end of the day. And and this is why it's good for the public. Right. that we have an association that not only benefits us, but it's really benefits the public. Sure. 
Sure. I mean, you get, you can imagine you get property issues, things that happen where they come in, the government may come in and say, we can't, you can't rent this property out or, you know, trying to restrict your use of the property. And we're going to always be there at the forefront fighting for property owners, for property rights, uh, you know, for, you know, our business and, uh, and, you know, and also for realtor members to make sure that they're able to practice their business. That's, that's right. And so we'll come back to this. I think, uh, Erica, are you with us today? Maybe. Okay. No. Okay. Erica, are you here? There. I'm here. Okay. You're somewhere out there. How's it going today? Tell us what's going on. It's wonderful. Um, we've seen a little bit of a slowdown in um, the market, which is, is kind of nice because there's not quite um, that rush of 20 offers per house. You know, it's a little bit lower. We're seeing houses sit a little bit. So it's good news for people that wanted to buy in the early spring and summer that just felt like they weren't getting an opportunity. It's probably a good time to update your pre-approval, to contact your agent, and to kind of start looking again, um, especially at the end of um, August, things start to pick back up once everybody's settled into a routine at school. Interest rates are still low, so I think it's a great time. We haven't seen a lot of movement in the rates this week, um, which is good. So it's still a great time to either go ahead, list your house, um, find a new house, or even refinance. Um, we're having a lot of refinances get appraisal waivers, which means they're not requiring an appraisal. So you can refinance, drop your term, drop your rate. Um, and do it fairly quickly with a little bit of hassle. So there are a lot of advantages to where the market is right now, whether you want to sell or buy or refinance. So if you need any of those things, refinancing, which is a good time to do that because rates are still low, whether you want to buy or sell, it might be worth calling Erica. See what's Erica, while, while you're here, uh, you talked about refinancing. In in some of these cases, I would think people can refinance at a lower rate, lower their payment, and still have the same terms left on the schedule of payments. That's right. So a lot of people aren't wanting to go from a thirty to a fifteen, but they're able to go to a thirty from a thirty to a twenty. They're dropping their rate. They're saving tons of interest over the life of the loan, and they're cutting their shaving years off of their term instead of restarting the loan back at a thirty year. You know, say they have four years into a 30-year, they're cutting six years off their mortgage, saving money on the payment and the rate. Yeah, so they, so should, they should talk to you about that. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you, Erica. We appreciate it. And we can basically point folks to how to get in touch with Erica. If you go to our site, the Palmetto Real Estate Pros, palmettorealestatepros.com you can just click a link there and you can be directed right to her site and get all the information you need on a refinance or purchase it is a great time to you know refinance or the the market if you're looking to sell i mean it's it's an incredible time you know sometimes people say well let's just wait and see what happens that's probably not a great idea because nobody can predict the future well it's happening right that's right now. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so that's right all right, Erica, well, real quick before we go, give them your phone number so they can get in touch with you in case they want to contact you directly by phone. Sure. You can reach on my cell phone, which is 803-528-5019, or you can call the office at 803-999-3703. Great. Well, thank you for calling in, and I hope a lot of folks call you because it is a great time to refinance Absolutely. or, or yes, sir, purchase. Yep. Thank yeah. you. I appreciate Thanks, it. Thanks, guys. All right. Thanks, Erica.
And this is good news because what you need to have in your uh, wheelhouse, if you will, if you want to be in real estate or if you want to buy or sell, you have to have a great person that can help you with the financial part of it. And so we have a, a great team. You need, you know, an attorney, a uh, finance person like Erica, uh, home inspectors. All these people are folks that people in the industry are working with on a day-to-day basis. And so sometimes when you have, you're trying to do it yourself, you know, the, the do it yourself or the DIY home person, you know, you can get into some, some territory that you may not think that you or just didn't know about. So ignorance is not bliss in real estate, for sure. Sometimes ignorance is not always helpful because there's laws that restrict some of the things you can do or not do that you're not even aware of. But like you say, if you're speeding down the street and a policeman stops you and says, I didn't know I was speeding, he said, speed limit's 45, not 60. You're going to get a ticket. That's That's exactly right. uh, I've dabbled a little bit trying to fix things up on my house, and I've learned the hard way. (laughs) you know get a professional that's right one of our famous things that we always talk about when people call the office or or they're uh, walking us through the house when you hear those words i did it myself and usually you're like i can tell yeah (laughs) i can certainly can tell usually you can see some duct tape or something that's right and (laughs) and what inspector did you call when you were done doing this yourself and it's very similar in in when you're trying to negotiate the process of buying or selling a property and you have, you're not working with a professional. And so we have someone from the real estate or realtors association here. We've got three realtors in the room. Um, and there's tons of people out there that really, really do want to help you work through that process so that you're not all alone doing it. You know, I'm not an engineer. My father over here, Mr. Larry, he's an engineer. I would never attempt to do what he does. There's no way. But it's amazing how many people just attempt to do things sure, and just try it, see what happens. Sure. <laughs> you know, I mean, I, a lot of times, you know, Chad, we get called in when there's an issue, when somebody's trying to do their house by owner, uh, you know, and, and we come in and, and, you know, they've lost months, you know, sitting there. And, you know, it, God bless them if they can do it, you know, go ahead and do it. But it's a tough, there are a lot of pieces that come into play. That's right. And you've always got to remember those pieces and make sure that you're following them because you get down to the ninth hour when you're about to close, something falls through and you're you're stuck and you got moving trucks out front. It's great until it's not. Yep. You know, it sounds easy and and you know, anyone can sell their property by mm-hmm. themselves and sure. um if you can do it, you know, do it. But um you know, you it, it's going to be helpful to have a professional and we've all we were talking when before we came in the studio, there's Report after report about people who use realtors actually make more money mm-hmm. uh, than they would have doing it themselves, and, and there's studies that that point to that. It, and year after year, those studies come back out, and and it, there's a reason behind it. You know, I think there's, I mean, there's obviously a reason behind it. We're all professionals and help them price it right and get it prepared to market. Uh, but but also, you know, we have systems in place that help market the home. I mean, the MLS, a prime example. Uh, the, uh, you know, posting it online, professional photographs, all of those things are part of it. That's right. And so there's, there's all kinds of benefits to working with someone who's a professional just in any, as it is in any industry, you know, and, uh, we want to encourage folks to do that. And if it's not us, call somebody, 
there are mm-hmm. lots of good folks out there who can help you and who want to help you and who enjoy it. You know, we, we, we want in the industry people who enjoy this business. And the reason we like this business, and, and we came at it from a different perspective, we came at it from the investment side. And so we were buying and selling properties. But even then, what was the joy of it is beyond just fixing up a house and seeing it done and selling it or renting it to a great person is helping people. Mm-hmm. You know, helping people when they have an issue. We call it a problem. I mean, maybe it's a problem, maybe it's not a problem, but somebody who wants to accomplish something, and we get to be a part of them on that journey, on the mo- biggest investment most people have in their life. So we, we call it solution engineers. That's right. Since I'm an yeah, engineer. That, that's a, it is. I mean, there, there are all kind of facets to the deal that you have to help work through, and there's nothing better than sitting at a closing with a happy buyer or a happy seller and, uh, you know, and, you know, you're all working together to get that done. I mean, you know, the, the buyer or the seller has got to work with us too. I mean, you know, let's, let's be honest. We've all had <laughs> clients that you go, you're not working with me here, you know? So, but, but we all have to work together to make it happen. And it's amazing though. The, the folks that sometimes give you the, the, make you work the hardest are your lifelong folks. You know, they yep. just like are with you forever because they realize like, I can be difficult, but you know, he, he earned it or yeah. she earned oh, it. Oh <laughs> gosh. I have some of those that are some of the best referral folks. You know, send me referrals right. to this day. So on the other side, we're going to talk about something a little different. I want to touch on the DOJ and a realtor. So hang on there. We'll come back and discuss that on the other side. We're back. This is Chad Jordan, broker in charge at the Palmetto Real Estate Group and host with Larry Jordan. Yeah, Larry's the, asleep. <laughs> Palmetto Real Estate <laughs> Pros. Remember, go I had to, to kick him. Yes, that's right. He's, he he woke him up though. Thank you, Lyle yeah. or pa, uh, Morris. Yeah, you got You're a you got an interesting name. It's I've got first, two last, last names. That's right. Yeah, so I got good. two last names. We can just go with either people one. People all the time. I get called Miles too a lot. Miles, so. just combine them. That's right. Yeah. So. Yes, we are back. Remember, you can go to palmettorealestatepros.com if you want to get more information, see our, or hear. You can't see, uh, but you can hear <laughs> our last episodes on a podcast. Um, you can also see our sponsors. Click on those links. I think there's one sponsor that it's just the, the card there because they're still working on their website, uh, Miss Angie. She's so busy working, taking care of people's lawns, she hadn't completed her website yet, but she's working on it. That's because she's avoiding all the rain right now. That's right. So, <laughs> um, and that that is a difficult situation for someone in lawn care, isn't it? It so is. So, we are going to talk a little bit here about um, the reason that I called Morris mm-hmm. or Mister Lyle <laughs> um, is that I saw an article, at which we get articles, you know, from the Realtor Association um, often, which is good, keeps us up to date on things. And I noticed an article which was very interesting to me. It it was a little confusing, so I had to kind of read between the lines. But this was the, the, the gist of it, that the um, Realtor Association was sued or there was a complaint. Um, maybe you can clarify this for me. They were uh, sued by sued. the Department of Justice. Right. So when, when we say DOJ, that's the Department of Justice. So that's federal. Right. That's not good. No. It doesn't good. sound good. No. So in the, in the, in the um, content of the article mentioned that there were issues with commissions mm-hmm. and, you know, that a deal had been worked out. 
And I think that the headline of the article, which was really what caught my attention, was DOJ backs out mm-hmm. of of agreement with realtors. And I think that's what led me deeper into the realtors. Then I checked our our stuff mm-hmm. because uh, I was like, okay, I didn't. I, maybe I missed that. I don't remember seeing that they were suing the Realtor mm-hmm. Association. And so um, to back up a little bit, I guess it's about commissions um, um, from, from what I gather. And they backed out of a, an agreement that the Realtors mm-hmm. were working on with the Realtor Association. Tell sure. us about that a little bit. So, you know, and, and I, y'all may remember, and, and I remember because I was in the business, you know, in, in the 90s, we were all paid by the seller and we still are today typically. And, you know, what, what was going on then was we represented the seller solely and we agreed to split that commission, you know, with a buyer broker, should they bring a buyer to the table. And, you know, what was going on then was we only represented sellers. There was, you were, it was buyer beware. You're on your own pretty much. So most people collected a commission just from listing the property and then they would procure a buyer and not represent that buyer. So in the mid-90s, they started going to more of a buyer representation format. The, the laws in South Carolina changed where a buyer would have representation. If you were a seller agent, you had a listing and you represented the buyer. It was what they call dual agency. Uh, and, you know, what we found was buyers are better represented when they have an agent that's in their corner fully, that that's, has a fiduciary duty to them, that also re- is representing all their interests, that they are their client. And, you know, so we went, we've moved to that model now where a buyer has a buyer agent and a seller has a seller agent, typically probably on about 99% of the deals. That's right. And these are people that sign an agreement. So our clients, whether it be a buyer or a seller is someone who, if they're a client, if, Mm -hmm. if they, if you haven't signed anything, by the way, if you're listening, if you haven't signed anything, you are not being represented. You're not being represented. You're a customer. And we ask this every time when a buyer says, hey, I want to see your house. Can you give me information? We always ask, are you currently working with another agent? Right. And it's interesting, the comments that come back from that, sometimes it's, well, I think so. Yeah. And we're like, well, did you sign something? Yeah. And if you haven't signed anything, you are not working. But we're kind of getting a little off track. But this is sure. interesting because it does kind of go back to what you're referring to. Yeah, and to. I'm kind of framing the whole the whole ball of wax of sort of where this came from. So, you know, what's happened now is we have our MLS, whether it's consolidated MLS or, or, you know, different MLSs around the country. And in that MLS is published to the buyer broker, what the selling broker is willing to split and pay them and compensate them to represent a buyer. So what DOJ didn't like was the fact that that came up on our reports. It was not published to the public. Even though as a buyer representative, we've got an agreement with that buyer that says that we're going to get paid a certain amount. They didn't like that. So they wanted it on what they call a forward-facing website. So they wanted whatever the co-broker being offered was to be published out there. So they wanted the public to be able to see it, which I'm fine with transparency. I don't have a problem with that. I mean, I think we all need to be transparent about it because guess what? When you sit in the closing, they're going to know what you're making on it. There are no secrets at the closing table. There are no secrets, absolutely. And and so, you know, I think that was a great idea to move in that direction. So we had negotiated a settlement with the Department of Justice saying that we're going to have this published out as what they call forward-facing or public-facing websites and would have that published there. 
We had changed uh, several rules with the Code of Ethics, with the MLS cooperation agreement. You know, we said we're going to do all of these things, and the DOJ said, that's great. That's perfect. We're going to settle this deal. So that was about, that was about uh, I believe, about June or July of last year. Um, and then as the new administration came in, uh, literally, I think, what was it, about a month and a half, two months ago, we find out that they – so we had agreed on everything. There were agreement of terms and, you know, everybody was happy and dandy. And then the DOJ comes in and goes, Nope, we're pulling the whole agreement. We're, we're not going to, we're not doing this. We're going back to litigation. What, and what really struck me the most about that article was that the DOJ's response was incredible. It was a, no, we're pulling out so that we might be able to sue you later. Yeah. That's kind of the way it sounded. It's it's exactly what they want to do is they're going to come back and reopen it and come back against certain things there, you know, and nobody knows what it is that they're, that they don't like about this agreement, but there is something in it that they don't like. That's the, that's what, that's always the mystery, right? When you're working with the government and you know, the, the, the question comes down to, okay, all that's interesting. You know, if I'm just an investor or I'm just a buyer out there, so what? Right. Why does it matter to the public? Well, you know, what what would end up happening potentially should they take away the ability, you know, to do this is that buyers would be going unrepresented again. So it almost could be a step backwards uh, or a buyer would potentially have to come to, to any of us and say, I'm, I, I need buyer representation. You know, I've got to pay you. So in addition to coming up with possible closing costs, moving costs, you know, all of the things that are involved with purchasing a home, they've got to come up with an additional amount of money to pay a buyer agent. Or they're going to end up doing it themselves and right. being in worse shape. Absolutely, and being in worse shape. You know, and, and it's it, we don't know sort of how this is all going to settle out, you know, at the end of the day. But right now, if, if they did do that, it's putting buyers at a huge disadvantage uh, if, you know, should this proceed on this in this direction. And... Um, you know, I know that, you know, Charlie Oppler, who's president of NAR, has come out with a pretty strong statement against this. You know, we've been doing this this, this way for 100 years. You know, I mean, what's what's all of a sudden different about it now that we need to change? Um, you know, I know there's a lot of pressure from uh, discount brokers that are coming in and wanting to pressure, uh, you know, with this. And they've got different business models, and that's fine. I'm, I'm okay with that. I can... I can compete with that, you know, right. uh, and, and, you know, we provide the additional services and things that we do. Uh, but, but I think, you know, what, what they're doing is, is coming in and, and messing with something that has been set and worked this way and worked pretty well for a long time. That's right. And what's, uh, what's distressing, I guess, about it is, is that we have, we do have buyer representation that's working right now. It, it seems to be. Yeah, sure. Right. And, sure. and what's another thing that's just kind of a little off subject, but it kind of leads back into this is that the Realtor Association, when, when we teach at the real estate school, when we teach ethics, for instance, a lot of the rules that come from the law mm-hmm. were really put in place by realtors, by realtors. Yeah, right. that have kind of solidified what is working and how best to represent the public. And one of the things we always tell our students in real estate school, if you're thinking about getting your real estate license, you'll hear this a lot. What is the purpose of, you know, the, the law? Mm-hmm. It's to protect the public. It is always to pr- protect the public. And I don't absolutely. think this this potentially 
it would like harm that in 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 some significant ways, depending on how it goes. Now we don't know how it's going to go, sure. but there are some potential uh, downsides yeah. to something like this. That, yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, for one thing, we're all out there trying to to make a living in this business, and they they want to come in and change up the way we make a living. You know, one uh, you of know. the things that that I when I read this article that really struck me, who would not be affected? Big tech. Big tech. Yeah. <laughs> Big tech is not. Uh, they don't have to follow our rules. And right. so if I'm a lobbyist for big tech, like well, is who is now buying properties, mm-hmm. now has a brokerage. They're also a realtor member now. They're, and, and so they could literally buy the house mm-hmm. with no representation and then turn around and sell it to the public who's not represented. Sure. And potentially. You, uh, you know, they are, they are potentially following the real estate laws at some point, but but um, but they have different arms of business that do, do different things, uh, you know, whether it be their, their websites online, uh, you know, and, you know, it is. I, you know, I think big tech is, is they have a ton of money to, to work to build these business models that are different. Um, you know, maybe it might be a better business model, but I, I don't think it is. I mean, I think we've proven the test of time that we've been doing this long enough that it works. And big tech probably has more money than the Realtor Association, I would guess. So they, <laughs> yeah, they, they, they have got, I don't even know how much, but I mean, you know, their Zillow's lobbying work, arm is pretty big. Their lobbying this arm is, what I'm is pretty big. And, you know, and, and, and a lot of these companies are, are funded by big, you know, corporate hedge funds and things that are coming in and they're looking for a profit. You know, mm-hmm. let's be honest. I mean, we all are in the business to make a profit, you know, let's, let's be honest about that. But big tech is going to be beholden to those investors and they've got to have a That's return. right. And as we get ready to wrap up this segment, uh, one thing to remember is real estate commissions are always negotiable. Absolutely. And they're negotiable on the seller side mm-hmm. and the buyer side. Sure. So th- this is something we have to disclose and we work through with our clients. So Absolutely. They're, they're, all these things should be in writing. And, you know, when you have a, an agreement with, uh, you know, your, your agent, your brokerage, uh, they're going to put in writing what they get paid. Absolutely. So these things are um, put in place for our protection, but not just certainly not our protection. It's for the public's protection. So well, that I'm public. That's right. You're with <laughs> the public. We're all the public, I guess, in a sense. But we're the licensees or the broker. Broker. So we we're disclosing these things before we get into any. We don't get to the closing table. Say, oh, by the way, you owe me some more money. Right. Exactly. It's way up front. That's yeah. right. So these things are disclosed up front, and so um, hang on to the other side of the break, and we'll kind of fine-tune some more of this information palmettorealestatepros.com you can call us at 799-TALK we're back this is Chad Jordan and Larry Jordan. Yes, I'm here. I didn't go to sleep during the commercial. Okay, good. I've um, been kicking him. Morris is just kind of nudging him occasionally, yeah. making sure he's awake. Yeah. So we're happy to have you here with us, Morris. And uh, it's an interesting discussion we're having about real estate, all things real estate. And again, whether you're a buyer, a seller, an investor, these things we're discussing do affect uh, mm-hmm. anybody who's in the market because it could change the dynamic. Sure, sure. And so um, when we were buying and selling properties, we worked with agents. Right. 
And so, you know, how we paid the agent was something they discussed up front. And so this is kind of what we're talking about, how real estate agents are compensated. And again, we wanted to, to make sure the folks understood that are listening that mm -hmm. it's all negotiable. There is no set sure. fee. Sure. And so if someone says, oh, it's 7%, mm -hmm. um, or it's X, that's not, um, it's not set. Now, right. As an agent, I could say, you know, I'm not going to work for less than X. Right. Absolutely. I mean, you know, we all know how hard we work and our value. And, uh, you know, so we all charge what we what we feel like our worth is, you know, and absolutely. But but you're right. It is negotiable. And if you're out there as a consumer, you know, ask your agent about it. That's right. And so uh, that is covered under the Sherman Antitrust Act mm -hmm. that you can't get together and decide, hey, us five brokerages or or all of them, we're going to get together and decide we're not taking a penny less than whatever. Mm -hmm. That would be price fixing. But for an individual agent to say, look, I can't help you if you only want to give me $5. Mm -hmm. I need more than that. That's okay. And I hope you can understand that, that it is negotiable, though. That's part of that negotiation. Sure, sure. You know, and, and it's funny, in, in this business, doing this for, for 24 years, you know, one of the things that is always hard is, People don't understand all the things that go on behind the scenes that we're doing. You know, whether knowing the market, knowing previewing property, uh, knowing the, the law changes, knowing things with the change of the property disclosure, all of those things that we're doing every day. And I think it's, um, you know, when, we, when we're good at it, a lot of times people don't see those things coming into play. And, you know, you've got to understand that we're professionals, that our time, you know, that we're working on these things is what we do. And, uh, you know, you're hiring us for that knowledge, not just because, uh, you know, you want to put your house in the MLS. That's right. Well, I like the thing. It's the knowledge and the protection. It is the knowledge and the protection. And you got people that have done this hundreds of times instead of the average person, I think, has done it maybe two or three times in their life. Uh, you know, so it, it is. You've got that information and knowledge, which helps. And, and we do pay for a lot of things. I mean, there's, so there's oh a lot of costs associated with being an agent Absolutely. or licensee. I mean, you have the, the multiple listing service. You have the realtor dues and fees. You have mm -hmm. um, cost of just your, your cost of doing business. So there's a cost associated with it. And what is interesting, though, there's this term that uh, a lot of folks, when we're teaching the new class, don't, don't understand. But it's this term, gratuitous service. And it sounds like, wow, that sounds awful. But that, what that means is that's free. So if I want to work for my mom, let's say I want to, my mom wants to hire me, Miss Belinda, right? Belinda Jordan. Yeah, that's my wife. That's, that's your wife, my, my mother. So if I'm working for free for her and she signs an agency agreement, I still have the exact same obligations. obligations. Yep. Absolutely. Even if I'm working for free. Yep. And same so, fiduciary duties. Plus, she would be if you didn't. <laughs> I have a <laughs> higher, right. higher responsibility. Mad. That's right. Don't, <laughs> Don't be on her bad mad. side. <laughs> right. She would. She would find me. She would. I would much rather be on the bad side of, a, of an association than my mother. Well, the other <laughs> thing right. people <laughs> people right. don't understand with the com reason most people don't sell the house, they don't pay the commission. Right. But they're gonna pay it one way or the other because you're competing with professionals in the neighborhood. Sure. That's gonna represent that buyer or that seller and you are one person realtors are about three thousand around the mm -hmm. city right now mm -hmm. so you got more people helping you sell that house which every month you make a payment is money you don't get back to absolutely and so, and your your property may be getting shop worn and sitting out there and people start going i mean i've had a lot of buyers 
it's, a, it's such a hot market. I've had buyers go, well, why hadn't, why hadn't this house sold? It's been two weeks. Yeah. <laughs> you know, right. I mean, well, you all have heard that too. Different and, time. And you're going, well, I mean, normally it was six months is a normal, a healthy market, you and know, the, and the a balanced is, market. If you're selling by yourself, Chad, you don't know the slightest thing about that person that comes to your door. Yep. Not a thing about them, but as realtors, one of the things we say all the time, make me get out of my chair. Yep. In other words, have you been pre-approved? Do you have the money? How's your credit? We're going to know all that before we take them to anybody's sure. house. Sure, get and, and get their background and, and know why, why they're looking, what they're looking for, Correct. and help them. Absolutely. And uh, the commissions, most people don't understand. Chad, when you get a 5% commission, do you get all that money? Actually, no. Um, you, it's split between, you know, typically uh, a broker gets some of the money, the mm-hmm. broker in charge or the house, if mm-hmm. you will, and then you have to the, the some of that is going to go to the licensee who's working for the brokerage, and that's and again that split is negotiable too. Sure. So whatever that broker and the and the agent or the licensee split, that's all that's negotiable. So this big pile of money that people see, and sometimes it can and be a big don't pile forget of money. Uncle Sam. That's you right. Know, Uncle Sam gets his portion, and too. his is first usually. Yeah, he gets his no yeah. matter what. There is no <laughs> negotiation. Right. Yeah, so, so no negotiation then, on that. And one. then you may be splitting that with another broker. So when it gets down to it, split about mm-hmm. four ways. Well, really yeah. five because the government. Gets, yeah, yeah, gets absolutely. Money. And you know, and people don't see that. They see a big number at the closing, and, and it's really, it gets down to. You know, it gets whittled down a, a good bit. That's right, and so, the, and we pay for the all the marketing. I mean, we're taking yeah. you from from contract from listing to closing. You know, or or from buyer agency to closing. That's right, and what a journey that can be. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Amen. Sometimes that, that's what gets me when the Department of Justice comes in and tells the experts who they've never done anything. Right. And they're going to tell you how to do your business, and they can't even write a check themselves. Right. That that is awesome. And let me. Uh, this brings me to a, a story. Okay, Brian, can you cue me up? Anything? Okay, because I need something for this one. Okay, so here we go. Okay, this is our horror story of the day. Okay, and this is why you need an agent. And then maybe these people had agents, but this is the story. Okay, a couple who bought their dream home have finally been able to move in it after a year. So this is the story. Tracy and Miles Albert paid $560,000 cash for a home, a four-bedroom home in Riverside, California, in January last year. But the previous owner refused to leave because of why? COVID. (laughs) So they finally were able to get in the house after a year, and they moved in. And so... This is one of those things. Thank you for the music. I appreciate that. So we're going to try to bring you a story occasionally just to kind of give you an idea of what's, what happens that you don't realize. And so these people probably had an agent, I would assume. I hope. I haven't looked at all the details, but hopefully they did. But this is one of those things. If a person refuses to leave, what do you do? Yeah. Well, there's going to be lawsuits. There's going to be money involved. But COVID has changed some things, I would say. Sure. <laughs> No, it's changed a lot of things, and you know, one being that there's an eviction moratorium going on. I mean, that's that's been an interesting thing to look at this year. And you know, one thing that, that tenants need to know is there is there is money available out there to help them to pay their landlord because the, your landlord typically has another payment that you got to make on the back end. That's know? right. 
And we didn't have time to discuss that. No, I'm sure you guys I'd, are involved to, in that. Yeah, so, we are. We've been working on it and trying to help with that. And yeah. we've actually have a tenant in one of our properties that has not paid rent in over a year. Now, they are working on getting the SC stays or something. Good, good. I was glad. Yeah. That's, what, that's what the program is. Right. And we've been promoting it, trying to help because – there's, I think it's $250 million mm-hmm. in the South Carolina that's available to them, to tenants to help do that's this. Right. And so the moratorium initially was supposed to end at the end of July. Right. Um, and it was, it, it was, there was a uh, Supreme Court case that said, you know, the CDC, I mean, think about this. The CDC just decided we're going to do this. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. And so people, again, who've not in the business decide they're going to do something and not no legislative body at all made any decision. And it's just was decided. So the Supreme Court said, hey, you can't do this, but we right. will allow it to go through the end of July since you did make a dictate. So isn't yeah. it so wonderful? We have a government of the people, by the people, <laughs> for the people. Right. So yeah. it was extended, even though the Supreme Court said you can't do this, um, it was extended again. I yeah. think to is October thirtieth. I think it's October thirtieth. Yeah, I believe that's right. And it was extended. Um, you know, pretty much there was one court case that came out that stopped it, and then they re-extended it. So right. It, yeah. It so is. all these things, these are things that that the local realtors, mm-hmm. the the national and the state realtors, that we are working hard to address all these issues, sure. trying to get people, you know, help folks in the process. This is not about just getting people out of houses. And this is about helping folks, but there are, is money available. So you have both like kind of the this weird place where you can't uh, get someone out of a house who refuses to pay. And then on the other end, there's money available if you want to stay. Yeah. So we need to have one or the other, but maybe not both at the same time. Sure. And so um, it's been a pleasure to be here today with you, Morris. But happy to be here. Yeah, it's, it's awesome. And so we'll have to have you back again. Love to come back. Yeah. Absolutely. And so uh, we're so grateful that you chose to step up and be the president. And we get to say we got to be with you today. We, so we met the president. I'm going to yeah. just uh, call, when I call you from now, I'm going to say Mr. President. Mr. President. That's oh right. Oh, my gosh. I'm we need good. a, um, you know, uh, when you walk in rooms, someone to announce it. You know, so like you play that. a little tune. That's right. <laughs> you know, so. <laughs> no, I, it's, it's been my pleasure. Absolutely. So remember, guys, if you're out there listening or you got part of the show, you can go back and listen at palmettorealestatepros.com. You can, uh, you know, we're, we're ending the show here in a second, but 799-TALK is the station number here. If you want to contact one of us directly, it's 803-939-8562. And uh, I'm sure if you have any questions for us or for Morris or mm-hmm. the association, you can relay that to us or Absolutely. him. How could they uh, get in touch with you, if uh, like an email address? Uh, yeah, morris.lyles, M-O-R-R-I-S dot L-Y-L-E-S at E-R-A dot com. All right, what a way to end the show with the president's last words. See you next week. Bye-bye.